And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about this week's new comic book releases. For those of you who don't know, new DC comics come out every Tuesday. New Marvel and indie comics come out on Wednesdays. And we're here on a Thursday, July 27th, 2023, to talk about everything that came out this week. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira. And if you can see us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash Show or youtube.com slash Show, or... Maybe you're just listening to us wherever you get your podcast from. If you are listening to us, you can't see who our guest is. Uh, <laughs> let me introduce our guest. We got Blue Lambert herself, Crybaby Blue. What's up, Blue? Hi. It's nice to be back again. It's. It, has it been a while? I can never tell. I. The last time I think I don't. I don't think I have come on comment, uh discussion for a little bit, but I was doing. I remember Secret Invasion. Yeah. Um, which. Lots of thoughts about that that I haven't talked about on anything, but I eventually will because I had, I don't know about you, I had lots of talks about that show's finale. I, we, As we won't I'm be sure talking lots about, of other kids. we won't be talking about Secret Invasion. We, this isn't the, this isn't um, the place about this that. This isn't the but Secret yeah. Invasion after show. That being said, we also just didn't do the final two episodes of Secret Invasion after show. We decided yeah. to, uh, to go on hiatus with that one. And then also, uh, we'll, we'll touch on the season when the SAG after strikers and the WGA strikers, yeah, uh, when they get the, that stuff sorted out, and then we're gonna have a lot of stuff to catch up on because there's a lot of movies yes. that came out that I'm dying to talk about that I'm like, okay, okay, I'm gonna we'll, wait we'll, until after. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but uh, uh, yeah, solidarity, you know. Uh, in the no, meantime, sure. a lot of comic book content, like. Uh, all the books that came out this week, and I read way too many. Like way too many. That is true. Um, I. You want? I do I you want to say, say what you read, or do you want to say what I? Uh, do you yes. want to hear what I read first? Yes, let's hear what you read because I feel like then it's going to be funny when I say, "Okay, well, this is what I read in comparison." Okay. So please, yes. All right. So uh, let me let me pull this list up because I'm going to be. Uh, if you're watching the live stream, you can see all the images. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, that's that's cool too. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 30, Avengers 3, Batman Beyond Neo-Gothic 1, Batman the Brave and the Bold 3, Daredevil and Echo 3, Deadpool 9, Night Terrors Angel Breaker 1, Night Terrors 2, which are two different things, Predator 5, She-Hulk 15, Superman The Last Days of Lex Luthor number 1, The Incredible Hulk 2, Ultimate Invasion 2, what If Dark, Spider-Gwen 1, Wolverine 35, X-Men Hellfire Gala 2023. Wow. Yeah. Not all of them were um, good. But, you know. I read Hellfire, Hellfire Gala. Gala? Gala? Doesn't matter. I, did, I uh, always say Gala, but that's just me. Yeah. I, it's just like, I don't. They survive. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not rich enough to care. Okay, I'm never going to no. be going to a gala or a gala, so I don't care. Um, but then I also read Dawn of DC, Night Terrors, Batman Beyond, Neo Gothic Number One, Dead by Daylight Number Two, and then The Last Days of Lex Luthor. I there are a lot on your list that I want to read and I will read, but I did not personally have the drive to read them this week. That is the That's thing fair. is that I did not feel a compelling urge to read them this week and I wish I did but I think I I don't know about you but recently I just have not been 
some of these comics have really been disappointing me, especially Spider-Man. So I just have not had the urge to keep up with it recently. So again, I will set myself down. I will. I know I will. I'll probably do it sometime this weekend and read them. But, you know, that list blew me out of the water. Look at you go, dude. Um, It's just, I mean, I was sick, you know, so I had a little bit more time to to read stuff. Um, But I mean, I could tell you what not to read, but I don't want to start with negativity. I do want to start off with what your pick of the week is, but I do have to disclaimer. If it is Hellfire Gala 2023, don't pick that because I don't want to start off this episode talking about something that could last us half an hour um, talking about. Well, then I think, uh, then I think I would say, um, if we're not going to talk about that, then I would say actually last days of Lex Luthor. I actually found myself really enjoying it. Um, yeah. I, it was a comic that I was very much looking forward to when um, it was announced. It was something that I found really interesting. Uh, I know you read it as well. You said, um, so that definitely for me was surprisingly a pick of the week. I, I feel like there's, as we can see with Superman lost right now, there are ways to write Clark Kent. There are ways to write a Superman story. Um, this feels like a Superman story. Superman Lost doesn't feel like a Superman story. This does. Mm. And it's very refreshing after having to deal with Superman Lost for the past couple of weeks. So. Have you not been yeah. liking Superman Lost? Anything that messes up my Lois and Clark. They're not messed up. They're not. He didn't. There was nothing. that Nothing happened. It's another Listen. woman. Are you blaming Clark for another woman? trying some yes, stuff yes i am actually Don't i am i am blaming that's him. not his fault. i am i <laughs> i i just like i hate when writers try to mess with them i really do i'm like what is the reason for this it's I, not his fault i i know it's not his fault i know like in, in all honesty i know it's not his fault but yeah. um it is one of like i hate when writers try to mess with lois and clark they to me are like the pivot like they're the, they are the example of like a working healthy comic relationship i think it's mm -hmm. like you can't say that about Gene and Scott. You can't really say that about, you know, Selena and Bruce. You can't really say that about MJ and Peter. So it's like, they are like that pinnacle. You can't even say that of like Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman. So to me, they're like the creme de la creme of okay. like, you know, ships. Uh, and so when people try to mess with it, I'm like, please stop. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want this. I don't want this. Yeah. They're definitely like, like the dad and mom of yeah of like superhero fiction yeah right you don't want to believe that there's a problem and you don't want to yeah. believe that there's infidelity and as long as there isn't then they're perfect and that's great and that's something yes. to aspire to um i i like superman lost i mm -hmm. i also think that and this is before we were even talking about the last days of lex Luthor because we'll get to that but superman lost um are you telling me that if you lived 20 years out in space, lost in space, that you wouldn't have a relationship with somebody else? No. Listen, if Wait, my no, girlfriend, what? if my girlfriend looked like Lois Lane, no. Listen, if my lot. wife looked like if my wife looked like Lois Lane, I would find it pretty hard to find another person that like. Just saying, I but I also love Lois Lane as a character, so I'm very biased too. as well. Yeah. yeah. So again, it, it is it is like I'm severely biased. I am for sure. Um. Again, it's just a comic that I got tired of. I feel like really quick, 
and yeah. really fast. And also I think, yeah, adding on to it's like the dumb, like, oh, I want him. Nobody else can have him type of concept mm. annoys the crap out of me. Um, yeah. It really does. Um, so yeah, I think that's why I didn't like it. But I really decided I I like this comic for a lot of reasons. Superman Lost, which are not Superman Lost, um, Last Days Lex Luthor. Why did yeah. I both start with L's? Um, but I would say, yeah, that's definitely like my pick if we're not talking about hellfire gala yeah gala, it's definitely gonna be that for sure uh let's talk about uh, the last days of lex luther um it is a dc black label book um and uh i don't know how many issues they're gonna be probably three i think it's I'm, I'm like i think I it's know. only i thought it was only two black label books don't go for very long so yeah maybe yeah um I can look mm-hmm. that up real quick. Um, basically, for people who, I was going to say, yeah. for people who don't know, Black Label books are not part of the technical canon. So this is not a canon book. Neither is Superman Lost or anything else under that Black Label unless it's very specified. Yeah. yeah. Some Black mm-hmm. Label so books it's gonna are be, it's, in continuity. Yeah, but um, that is true. But a majority of them are not. Um, and, you know, Black Label books as well, uh, for everybody who doesn't know, they are typically also a lot more darker. They deal with a lot more darker of themes. Um, you know, it's a lot. There's a lot. There's a reason why Sandman is in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is three issues. Three issues? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, is Superman Lost Black Label? I believe it is. Uh, no, Superman Lost is not Black Label. Hmm. Yeah. Is it canon Super- canon, though? I mean, it seems like it, because all, all Superman Lost is, is he's been gone for 20 years, but it time hasn't passed for anyone else. So, you're just, essentially, they're just adding 20 more years onto his life. Like, like he's yeah. had 20 years uh, extra experience. Oh, wait, do you, are you talking about Superman Lost, or are you talking about... Last name is Lex Luthor or Black is Black Label, but Lost is not Black Label. Gonna ignore Lost. Listen, if John <laughs> Kent isn't if John isn't mentioned, then it's then it's not canon, I guess, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um you know the the premise of Last Days of Lex Luthor, I think is very interesting. And mm-hmm. before I, I want to, we just keep getting up to talking about the story itself. Um, and something that I realized is that like, we're in a Superman Renaissance right now. And I also oh, yeah. think I, I have a, I have a core belief that if, if somebody doesn't respect Superman as a character, you don't have to have Superman be your favorite character, but if you yeah. constantly berate Superman as a character, you're, sh- you're, you're shit. Yeah. I mean, I think I have a, um, I made friends with this guy and he really gave me this newfound appreciation for Superman a couple of years ago. I met him and he was a huge Superman fan, huge Tom Welling fan, love Smallville. Um, and he opened my eyes to just like this new um, love and appreciation for him as a character and for the way that he's written and how it really, yeah, it's easy to write him out as like, again, the big blue boy scout, but he has like this beautiful complexity to him and his characters. And again, I love his relationship with Lois Lane. Um, the introduction of John, I feel was incredible to add to his character as well. And then his just his entire extended family, the whole concept of their characters is incredible. So yeah, it's like, if you just say, I hate Superman, I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, I get it if you're saying like, I hate Zack Snyder Superman, I'd be like, yeah. okay, I, I can understand that. But if you're just saying, I hate Superman, then I'm going to lock you outside my house and not let you in. 
Right. You know, I, I think he gets a lot of flack, but I think he gets flack from people who are like, like uh, the people who are, are, are just cynics, people who don't believe that like, oh, somebody with that much power wouldn't just take over the world. Or people uh, who just don't Lex, like seeing good characters. That's a Lex Luthor point of view. Yeah, exactly. You know? you know, and people who just, you know, they really just want constant blood and gore and torture and torment and, oh, pain, destruction, dark, grim. That is one of the reasons why everybody's like, I'd go live in Gotham for $500 rent. Um, Metropolis has a really good economy. You could still go get like a $500 rent apartment there and not have to deal with a Joker trying to get Batman's attention, you know? I'm, I'm going to argue with you there. Not about, yeah. I'm not pro-Gotham. I'm not pro-Gotham, yeah. but Metropolis uh, probably costs a lot to live there. Like, but they'd have better, cost of living. but they have better like living wages and things like that. You know, that they like the whole city is just you're just arguing about California versus elsewhere, you know what I mean? Like, cost of living very high, but also, yeah, minimum wage is higher. Uh, but in Metropolis, they also have suicide slums, which is the poor part of Metropolis that gets forgotten about. This is true, you know, this is true. And so, still, so I'd rather deal with that rather than dealing with a crocodile jumping out of the sewers like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle wanting to eat me instead right. of having a pizza. Right. But there's a higher chance of that happening of me walking down the street and turning to the left and getting like mugged than there yeah. is of me walking down the street. Like I'd rather deal with Lex Luthor throwing a temper tantrum than dealing with a clown who wants to just blow up a building for fun because he right. wants a guy's attention. Right. I mean, living in Gotham, like, not only do you have the villains that you know, but there are new villains being invented every day. Um, exactly. At least you know what you're getting into with Metropolis. There's a villain in Batman and the Brave and the Bold, number three, that came out this week. Uh, his name is Mr. Baseball. And he was a really cool villain. But, like, uh, you didn't know Mr. Baseball existed until <laughs> Mr. Baseball exists. So exactly. like you're gonna be walking down an alleyway and suddenly you're gonna get kidnapped and suddenly you wake up with like Alex Trebek's face and it's some like game show esque supervillain yeah, that exactly. like wants you to host his own game show. Yeah, like, you know, or you know, like Professor Pig just gonna kidnap me off the streets. Right. You know, it's like I'm a lot more. Again, it really is. I think Superman has a great rogues gallery, but I'm definitely way more afraid of Professor Pig than I am yeah. of Doomsday, which is, a. Yeah. I know some people are like, that's insane. Um, Professor Pig, no, I, running. There's a reason, no, absolutely right. not. I'd rather deal with Doomsday or Lex Luthor or literally any of the, uh, any of the other ones rather than have to deal with Batman's rogues gallery. I, if I was going to live in Metropolis, I would live somewhere away from the skyscrapers because the skyscrapers yes! fall out of time. So exactly. I'll, I'll be in like the one story, two story area of the city. I'll live there. Suburbs. I'll go yeah. live in the suburbs. I'll, yeah. Oh yeah. So Is there a little yeah, suburb exactly. outside of Metropolis? You know, you know, because Metropolis, because I feel like people forget like a city doesn't have to always be just like skyscrapers. It also has a little outskirts. I'll just be out there, you know, yeah. they never yeah. pay attention to those people. I'll mind mm. my business, you know, go get my coffee. Yeah, yeah, just doing Starbucks runs while in the distance. Yeah, exactly. You see a very large robot. Like it's like oh yeah, yeah. Oh. You see like a guy with like like you know kryptonite glowing in his chest, trying to beat up yeah. Superman. I'm like okay, this is fine. We're Another here. day. Yeah. Exactly. Every so often, you'll see like a car land in the suburbs because it's exactly. been flown so far. 
And you know, you can actually, you'll actually be able to see the sky in comparison to Gotham where there's like pollution all the time. So I would like that as well. It's always nighttime in Gotham. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, um, So uh, last days of Lex Luthor. (laughs) The premise of it is that Lex Luthor is dying from a disease that he cannot fix. And he asks Superman to save him. And he knows that Superman will not deny him help. Mm-hmm. I how, how are you feeling about that? I love it. Um, I will say I love the dynamic between Lex Luthor and Superman. I especially love when they have it when they do it where that they knew each other before. I really yeah. enjoy that. Again, that's why I love the show Smallville because it shows their relationship prior to everything that's happening. Um, and so I think introducing that Lex was in Smallville, that they knew each other, that le- how Lex behaved as a child, um, how Clark acknowledged that like there's he has such a high Lex Luthor has such a high intellect. He doesn't know how to interact with other people because he's so frustrated that other people can't see the world the way he does. And how Clark was again, he he was able to understand him because of the flip point of he's from outer space, he's a Kryptonian, but he can't tell anybody, he can't explain this to him, but he also can't explain this to Lex as well. Um, And so seeing this, I I love it. I love seeing them as children. I really enjoy this. Obviously his experiment is going to have something to do with Kryptonite. They're probably going to have it be that in this universe, that's what made him bald and everything like that. You know, that's what gave him the noggin. Um, But I do, I love the fact that uh, Lex knows him at the end of the day it's it is um like the Joker and Batman they know each other they know each other so well um Lex knows that regardless uh Superman won't kill him he won't he won't let him die because he knows that he's going to save him because that's his like vow to do same way that Joker knows that Batman will never kill him so it's I think it's a very beautiful concept and I think what I enjoyed the most is that it ends on a note where we don't know whether or not he's actually going to be able to be saved because in both cases there is a like Superman is throwing out all the cards like he's getting every single one you could possibly think of he was like oh okay well we'll take him to the phantom zone then since this isn't working um and even then it didn't work and so anything that you can think of it's like oh what if they did this what if they did this the writers are aware and yeah. so they're able to prove why it can't happen, which I think adds to the weight of the story. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I, I think, though, that, like, only Superman would do this. I am not as good a man as Superman. Yeah, it's my no. worst enemy. Like, it's one thing to say I won't kill my worst enemy. It's another thing to say I will actively work hard to try to come up with a cure for my enemy's disease yeah like that's a that's that is the most you can do for a human being exactly and um you know that's why uh it gets broadcasted too that's why Lex Luthor decides to broadcast it and everybody around him is like why why are you doing this why are you doing this because everybody else is aware it's like Lex Luthor you're a piece of shit And everybody's like, why don't you just letting him die? And I think, again, that's a testament to his own humanity because he wants to show everybody that he's just as human, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I love that he his way of getting Superman's attention was to uh, destroy a whole like city. He was like, I knew that you wouldn't let it happen. I knew that you I knew that things were going to be fine. I knew that you'd save the day. And he's like, it's still collapsing. He's like, you're going to be fine. I know you're going to figure it out. And he does. Nobody he does figure yeah. it out. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you destroyed a city. OK, but nobody died. Yeah. I I was, you know, I, I relate, you know, it's like when you make a mistake, but like nothing got broken. It's like, I went a hundred miles per, like per hour down the highway, but I didn't get pulled over. That's right. like the same energy it's giving. Or same energy. If you, if you get in trouble with your, with your mom, like you're, you're, she's like, you know, why were you running around, you know, with, with scissors in your hand? You could have poked an eye out. And it's like, well, I didn't though. Exactly. Like, exactly it's but i didn't it's it's that like but i but he's not dead so that's that is how it feels this could have been so dangerous if x y and z and you're like well and it's one of those things where it's like i don't think it would have taken much for lex Luthor to get his attention anyway he just did it for like fun he did it for fun he's like you know what if i do die at least i'm gonna get some kicks out of it that's He's literally what he asshole. decided to He's do. He's such an asshole. He's such an asshole. And I I hate that I love him for it. He's such an asshole. And right. I just, it's so funny. It's so funny. He's a terrible person. He's so funny though. And um, in this comic, he's hilarious too. He's so funny. Yeah. For, he's so smug you know? and arrogant. He is. He gets to the Phantom Zone and he Zod tries to punch him. For those of you who yeah. haven't read him, he gets taken to the Phantom Zone. Zod tries to punch him. And already Lex has mastered the Phantom Zone. And he's like, I got this covered before you could even say your own name. Yeah. He's and such they, a smug. And they don't even want him there. Like the fan he, he is such an asshole that the phantoms in the Phantom Zone don't want to have anything to do with yeah him. They're like, he's nah. literally yeah that's that's what i thought was so funny and he knows <laughs> it too he's like they hated me so much that they literally combined all of their willpower to push me out of the phantom zone because they did not want to have to deal with my ass right imagine being that much of an asshole that even general zod who hates cal l was like you know what fuck you i know who you are but i can't deal with you i can't deal right. with you it's you because know? they don't even have the willpower to take themselves out of the phantom zone but they have this combined <laughs> willpower to push this one guy out. They're like, "We're we'll be um, here. I'm I'm okay being here as long as this guy is not here." Security, yeah, it really is. Security. He's like, "Yep, yep." Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, he's such an asshole, and I yeah. love him. Unironically, I do love Lex Luthor as a character. I really do. Um, and again, I just I love when him and Superman get to interact. I love it when they get to interact. I love also when he get they get to interact as Clark Kent and Lex Luthor, and then Superman and Lex Luthor. Um, I love it. I love it so much. And again, yeah. seeing their little banter back and forth, so good, so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to figure out my pick of the week. That's not Hellfire Gala. And I would have, uh, it, I mean, this one's, it's a, it's a little, Deadpool number nine. Ooh. I, I love this run of Deadpool. Yeah. And this is me as a, I'm, I'm not a Deadpool hater, but mm-hmm. I'm a Deadpool lover hater. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get what you mean. there's too many people that love Deadpool for, and I'm not hating, look, you love what you love. I get it. I get yeah. it. But. There's just a lot of, you know, frat boy kind of douchey humor that Deadpool has sometimes. And so frat boy douches tend to like Deadpool. 
which is okay. like how insoles and joker are a thing you know kind of yeah, yeah yeah and so uh deadpool is great he's a great character i just like yeah. it when he challenges the medium a little bit more it's mm. not such a straightforward like guy that anyone could write as long as you write zingers you know yeah that's what I really enjoy, because um, I do think it is very easy to write a character that's like, oh, look at me. I'm like so crazy. I'm saying all this whack stuff. It, it, again, yeah. it's kind of similar with Harley Quinn. I have a very love-hate relationship with Harley Quinn because it is very easy to just make this character dumb and just very one-dimensional. Yeah. For sure. Have you read any of this Deadpool run? I re- read the first three issues and then I got distracted by having to catch up with all the X-Men books because I knew that uh, Hellfire Gala was coming up. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to try and focus on this. I'm just going to be reading all of this. But I did really like what I saw. Um, I really do enjoy Wade Wilson as a character. I really do. Um, I think he, he's just really fun. He is. And like you said, if he's written well, he he's a good character. That's the thing. Yeah. But tell me about um, it. Tell me about it. I, I never want people to be like, oh, you haven't read it. I won't tell you spoilers. No, tell me spoilers. No, please. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, this has to deal with like this whole run. It's nine issues in. Right. And so this run has to do with uh, this assassin organization called the Atelier. I believe it's mm-hmm. how you pronounce yeah. them. And they're all new assassins we've never seen before. Um, right. So they're creating original, new, weird, weird assassins. We and love that. so, um, so if you read the first three issues, basically Deadpool tries to get into the organization, um, but then like Doctor Octopus pops in, and then there's this 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 villainess called the Harrower, I think, and yeah. the Harrower grows a Carnage symbiote in Deadpool's stomach that then feeds off his healing factor, and then he gives birth through his stomach to this Impreg. Carnage dog. So he is the mother of this carnage dog, which is just a carnage, a huge carnage dog beast thing. And so uh, at the same time, Deadpool also falls in love with Valentine Wong and Lady Deathstrike also becomes the caretaker for the dog. So like, it's this whole thing. I love it. I love it so much. Um, I don't know what it is with symbiotes and Empreg though. I really don't know what it is. Yeah. I think it's because it's it's the it's the most invasive you can get. Right? Like yeah. a symbiote is as invasive as you could possibly get. Like you can't go inside someone deeper than a symbiote could. Yeah. You can't go around someone like a symbiote. That's it's it's pretty I mean you- Oh, I'm a ch- I'm a child. I am truly a child because there are so many jokes that I could make no, right I mean, now. That, I mean, but I'm, that's why I'm, I'm saying. I'm not. That's, I'm not. That's five, what it I is. Need to stop. I am five years old. I truly am. My humor is the humor of a five year old. I mean, oh my goodness, that is what it is. You know, it's it's like yeah, you can't get closer than with a symbiote. Nope, you can't get any deeper, guys. Yeah. So so I think that's where the Mpreg stuff comes from. Um but uh deadpool has been a good run i also like deadpool when it's smart humor that's yeah. a big thing for me smart mm-hmm. humor otherwise deadpool with dumb humor like i it's only boring. like deadpool with dumb humor when it's like looney tunes like if he mm-hmm. does like wacky looney tunes kind mm-hmm. of stuff i like that stuff but like yeah. when it's dumb humor like i don't know you look like a cross between mario lopez and a llama 
I'm like, okay, yeah. I guess. You know? Or like so, really dumb pop culture references. You look like a blank doing blank. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Deadpool movies, I do like the Deadpool movies, but mm-hmm. a lot of their humor is, you look like a blank with a blank doing a blank. And it's like, yes, okay, that is true. That is true. But Ryan Reynolds delivers it so well that it's like, I can look past this. I can look past this. Yeah, but TJ Miller gets on my nerves. Like when he does, he does the same thing throughout both movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh. Um, so uh, Deadpool 9. Um, before we get into Hellfire Gala, I'll tell you out of all the books that I mentioned, which one's not mm-hmm. to read. Yes. So, Please so tell I'll me. Just, I'll just tell you what not to read. Um, um, all like all out don't read uh don't read what if dark spider gwen number one it's just a one uh, shot I soon, as soon as i saw it i knew i didn't want to read it i i have gripes with spider gwen in general so as soon as i mm. saw it i was like i'm not i'm not gonna read this that was my big no-no for this week mm-hmm. um it was a one shot it's essentially if peter dies instead of gwen but then gwen doesn't get spider powers so hmm. So it's kind of weird in that sense. Um, there's a couple other books that like are like, eh, th- this wasn't the best issue, but they're ramping up to something. Avengers 3 was pretty good, but like, maybe you don't need to hop on right now. I'm not quite yeah. sure. Oh, Batman Beyond Neo-Gothic. Have you, did you like it? Yes, I, I did. Um, I have mixed feelings about it. I feel like it was definitely a book that's going to have a slow start. Yeah. But I, like I, 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 that's the thing. I feel like it's going to have a slow start. The first issue definitely didn't grab me. I think I'm pushing, I definitely read it because uh, Terry McGinnis is um, quite possibly besides Damian Wayne, my favorite Batman character. Um, so I, whenever, whenever a Batman Beyond book comes out, I have Batman Beyond number one, his first comic appearance for a reason, because, so whenever I see it, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to yeah. end up buying it. Um I enjoy that it's taking place in the lower levels of Neo-Gotham and it's exploring that idea of how there's still all this older Gotham stuff underneath that it was just kind of built on top and it's that idea of like you're just kind of instead of fixing the um what's the I'm working for the infrastructure you're just building more on top of it to distract from all the ugly and I really enjoyed that idea uh I really like that a lot um I like that you know it I don't like his new suit, but I like Terry McGinnis. Like, that's all I can yeah. really say is I like Terry McGinnis, so I'm going to read it. No I, matter how no matter how bad it is, I'm still going to end up reading it. I think it's too complicated now. Like, as someone who I've seen every Batman Beyond episode, mm-hmm. and I've read some of the comics, but not really, not even close to, like, very many of them. Um, yeah. I feel lost. Like, I yeah. feel like this isn't the Terry that, like, I know from the cartoons mm-hmm. and it's weird because this is a number one sure it's, yeah. it's a another number one because there's been multiple runs of Batman Beyond mm-hmm. but I just feel like I'm too far removed from it now and yeah. if you're gonna do a number one why are you getting bogged down with exposition yeah that was one thing for sure is that I didn't feel like I saw enough of his actual character because again one of the things that um really differentiates him from the others is that he doesn't take being Batman too seriously you know even when Mm -hmm. um Dick was being uh Batman he still took it to a level of seriousness he didn't crack jokes or anything like that but 
Terry does. That's the reason why the Joker is scared of him because he laughs. He like again, it's that right. idea of the like, what would Bruce be like if he wasn't traumatized. That's right. like kind of essentially like that's the one of the ideas of it. And he's quip smart. He is totally brilliant. You know, he's charismatic, just like Bruce. But he does have that element of arrogance to him, which I really enjoy and love. Um, but I, I agree. It's like I didn't feel like I saw enough of it or saw enough of his character. I felt like we got it in a little bit of his interaction with the cat boy, Kyle, a little bit. Um, but there definitely wasn't enough. I'm hoping that maybe issue two will drag me in a little bit more. Um, but yeah, that's how, yeah. that were my feelings for it. You know, I just don't think it was new reader friendly. You know, it definitely wasn't. It definitely was not a new reader friendly comic. I think, yeah, if uh, somebody asked me for a comic rec, I would definitely not say new Batman Beyond Neo Gotham. I think if you know the character, sure, read it. If you don't, don't read it. Like, I would yeah. not want this to be anybody's first introduction into Batman Beyond. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, the other books that I read, not too bad. I mm -hmm. mean, I, I do say this was kind of the lower end of my pile, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's, I mean, you ready? You ready to break open Hellfire Gala? Let's, let's, let's. A lot happened. We'll, we'll we'll go step by step. Yeah, I I have I wrote uh little baby notes. Oh for, man, uh, was this an extra large issue? Yeah, it was. It was like ninety six pages. That's, oh man, it yeah, it, it was ninety six pages. Um, this is the third Hellfire Gala. Every Hellfire Gala, there's always some big reveal, some big thing that happens that shakes up the status quo. The first Hellfire Gala shook up the status quo by revealing that they've colonized Mars, right? The second Hellfire Gala, did, uh, they the, the, the resurrection protocols went public, right? Yes. And that's when everybody found out that they could resurrect people. Mm -hmm. And then it led us into Axe Judgment Day. I believe yes. that's what happened. And yeah. this one, oh, I have no idea where they're going with all this. But no more Hellfire are... Gala, guys, probably. No more Hellfire Gala. It's funny. It's funny because I went to the Hellfire Gala at San Diego Comic-Con last week. And I was like, I was like, they managed to get the first live action Hellfire Gala out before the Hellfire Gala ends, you know? Yeah. Because like, do they do one next year knowing that in the comics it's over? I don't know. Um... Maybe, Let's... maybe they'll be, they'll be like, here, guys, enjoy. Yeah. Some... Uh, let's, let's, let's talk about, uh, everything that happened. So, uh, this starts off kind of, uh, off of some stuff that happened in Amazing Spider-Man with the yes. death of Kamala Khan. And we knew this was happening. Kamala Khan was going to be resurrected. Um, and then some people, people were like, oh, because she's going to be a mutant. They're going to tie it in with the MCU and do all that. Um, and so we knew this was coming, right? Yes. So Hellfire Gala, this issue starts off with Emma Frost and Cyclops talking about mm -hmm. that she's a mutant, right? At the treehouse. How how'd you feel about that? <laughs> I hated it. I I have I have gripes with the entire way that Kamala has been treated this past year. So I'm eventually going to make a complete separate video, but 
her resurrection should have been its own thing. Her resurrection should have been its own comic. Um, either they should have done it before Hellfire Gala, they should have pushed up the timeline, or they should have waited until after what's happening because um, it came so quickly. It feels like just last week Kamala died and suddenly um, she's alive again. So the repercussions and ramifications of her death aren't really there and they're doing it to like you know uh grow peter's character to give him more agency you know like help him during this run and she's resurrected now so he can get over that now he can get over that because she's back um and i also hate the fact that she's a 16 year old girl and they have her in this really teeny tiny red red robe and these really weird positions um so i just i didn't like it i understand they want to introduce her to the mutant world but this should not have been her first appearance and her first interaction with the X-Men. I think it does a really big disservice to her as a character and I think to the X-Men as well. I think, you know, it, I get it. I, I don't like the idea of Kamala being a mutant and an inhuman. And I especially did not like Xavier saying, oh, you're mixed heritage. I'm like, this is not the way we should be ad addressing biracial people as a biracial person themselves. Um, so I just feel as though this could have been its own thing. This should have been its own run or its own comic, its own issue. And the Hellfire Gala should have been its own thing. Did he say but, mixed heritage? I'm trying yes, to find Yes, he that. said word for word, your mixed heritage. What he did? Yeah. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to, but. Uh, um, It's in their, it's in their, uh, it's in their, in their, their uh, telepathic little interaction. Oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the reason we hope that you would announce your mixed heritage is not just that we would be proud, uh, but it's also a political thing. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Um, There's also, so again, layers of two white people using a brown girl for their political gain. That's another thing in its entirety as well. Um, but yeah. yeah, using the mutant and human as their way of talking about being biracial is not it it's not it it really isn't uh yeah so there, there's a couple things that i that i have um so here the problem is is that the hellfire gala happens every year in our time yeah and it also means it happens every year in their time which means mm -hmm. for the first time ever in marvel history since the first hellfire gala marvel comics and the real world are in sync mm -hmm. normally it doesn't work that way. Yes. Like 10 Marvel years is like one, like, or 10 R years is like one Marvel year. It's yeah. not really, but like. Yeah, what, there's a reason five. why Xavier it's like is like 96. Right. Yeah. So, so, and it's a sliding timeline and all that stuff. So I think that mm. there wasn't enough time for like, think about it. It's like 12 issues, right? Between Last Hellfire Gal and this. There wasn't enough issues to really prolong the Kamala thing. I'm sure yeah. they knew what was coming with Fall of X and I don't even blame the writer of Amazing Spider-Man. Like, I feel like it's an editorial decision. They were like, look, we got to kill Kamala somehow. You're ki There's no champions book. You're going to kill her in Spider-Man. They should have done sorry, it in Avengers. Sorry, that was my thing is that they should have done it in an Avengers issue. Then. It hasn't been in Avengers. No, no, no. I was just saying, like, they should have, like, then jump-started the Avengers issue or something like that because... It did. It felt weird having her die in a Spider-Man issue. It really did. It felt so weird. I was like, because yeah. her and Peter know each other, but they don't know each other. It's like, she, yeah, I, you know. I'll make the argument she could have died in a Miles Morales book, but yeah. I also see how it would derail the 
amazing Miles Morales run that is going on right now with Cody yeah. Ziggler. So, yes. like, I don't think there was a good way to do it at all because they don't have time to breathe. And that that could be just yeah. a a critique on, on yeah. their timeline right now. It's that mm-hmm. there's not enough time to breathe. But yeah. I think they were like, okay, we're just going to kill her. We're going to bring her back in a month. We are going to bring her back as a mutant because after the after what happens in this Hellfire Gala, like I think they are going to tell some interesting new stories with her, which I would hope work out, you know? Because I, she doesn't go public I, with her mutant heritage. Yeah, I'm interested so she's to still see kind of undercover. I, I'm interested to see because if I'm if if memory serves correct, there is not a single Muslim or Pakistani person on the team that is writing this car- the new run, and we've already seen in her design. She has a lot more Eurocentric features, and she's way lighter skinned already. And um, no, it's, I don't it's know. Written by I, I don't know. Oh, okay, I didn't know if it. W- oh well, written is gonna be in two is gonna be in quotation marks. I'm sorry, written know. for me is gonna I be don't... in cr- quotation marks. It's why, gonna be in quotation. Because things have been written by Keanu Reeves. You know, Berserker was written by Keanu Reeves. You know, yeah. it's that type of thing. Where it's... So, Miss Marvel, She'll The have... New Mutant, will be a new four-issue limited series that explores, you know, her as a full-fledged X-Man written by Amon Vellani. I mean, we could we could be cynical and say that, you know, what what does it mean to write it? But she's also, Amon Vellani's a huge fan, and she's not acting right now. So... I... She has all the time in the world to write. I have a whole gripes with the idea. It's like, just because you're a huge fan means that you're, that you should be writing comics. Like that's my whole thing. Um, I don't think that is a crate that should become a criteria personally. Um, again, I also just think that it does take away, you know, it is that type of thing of like bringing in, like at the end of the day, she is a celebrity. She is a celebrity now. Uh Um, and so bringing in a writer it's like because oh well they're such a huge fan of this character um i don't think that's reason enough i really don't and i don't we and don't also, know one way or another yeah we will like, eventually know um yeah. but i again i also hate the idea of this them t- trying to align it where you know they're trying to keep comic fans happy by having her still being inhuman while also making her um a mutant like in the mcu I just, I don't, I don't like it. It reminds me of the Axis comics way back when, where they decided to make, erase all this history and make uh, Pietro and uh, Wanda no longer mutants. And they wanted to make it so that Xavier was never really their, or not Xavier, (laughs) Magneto was never really their father because they were like, oh, well, we have to align this now with the Scarlet Witch because she's, we're making her an inhuman now. But this backfired on them because their inhumans thing failed. So, yeah, so it, that's, I'm what, gonna be that's honest. what it's reminding me of. I care nothing about the Inhumans. I don't care. And so Another do for I. me, for me, like I'm all for changing Kamala from an Inhuman to a mutant. Mm. But now they're saying in this in this issue, as we we haven't even gotten to the like the whole issue, but like because a lot happens in this. Uh yeah. she's both inhuman and mutants. Her inhuman powers activated. Her mutant powers are dormant. So we have yet to yeah. get what her mutant powers are. Yeah. So it'll probably be the MCU. Um, oh, light, it's definitely going to be like the MCU. It's going to be light thing. Yeah. Construct, whatever. But honestly, like the only bad part, which I, I get, the bad part about her being an X-Man is, is she going to get forgotten with all the X-Men? Is she just going to be another X-Men? That's, that being that's said, how it feels. 
this is the safest place as far as intellectual property goes. The X-Men corner of Marvel right now is the safest place she could be intellectual property-wise. There's like 12 X-Books, 15 X-Books, 20 X-Books a month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you were saying she a- was a spider character... I think it's one of those things, though. I think it's one of those things where, though, it's very much she has always been her own character. She has always been front runner for her own comic. And I think that's what's made her such a special character as well as that she's never been relegated to like she's been in champions, obviously, but she's never been relegated to just being a team character. She's always been able. And again, that's one of the beauties of her of her as a character as well is that um she's a pakistani character and that she's one of the only pakistani characters i believe that's ever gotten their main stay like name comment um so i think having that is amazing and now it's kind of like they're taking it away and i don't yeah. know if they're actually gonna i just i don't feel like they're actually gonna end up giving her another comic after this i don't i i'm definitely worried that she's gonna fade back into the background not with the Marvels really coming do. out. Not with the Marvels coming out. They're going to do a season two of her show. She is not going to be forgotten about. She is. I don't she know. Has been I don't a know. Favorite character in comics for a long time, even before her series. the The downside I see isn't that Kamala gets forgotten. It's that the other mutants get forgotten. They're going like my my worry is they're going to treat her like Wolverine. So they're going to mm-hmm. put her on a mutant team and have her front and center on a mutant team, and then all those other mutants aren't really going to get mm-hmm. much to do, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just, they shouldn't have touched her. They should, they should just let it be. You could yeah. have given me a champions run, but you didn't. I love champions. I love champions so much. Each of those characters like have had their own solo series. It's so good. Like, they're all really I love good characters. champions. Yeah. I love champions so much. I do. Of course and... you would. Champions <laughs> is Champions is Gen Z. Young Avengers is are millennials, and so like I, I listen. I do. My, I love me some Young Avengers as well. Yeah. But I do love me some Champions. Champions yeah. for sure. I I have reread Champions more than I read the Young Avengers. I love Champions. Run, I will admit, it, and it's, it's the most yeah. Gen Z Marvel has. Oh, it definitely like the is. Most Gen it Z definitely property. is. Yeah, and it is that thing where it's like you're. It very much feels like you're taking her away from her actual support system. Again, they didn't even let Kamala reach out to her family. Yeah, so I think that's going to tie into the plot. They mentioned yeah. that that after this Hellfire Gala, they will go back and rewrite her family's memories. Mm-hmm. But they never get a chance to. So she, they must still think she's dead. Yeah, exactly. They should have also, rewritten it's... it at first to stop them from mourning in the first yeah. place. Yeah. And then, you yeah. know, resurrect Because they Because they knew that they already, or they already knew. They were like, hey, you know what we could just do? We could just do this. Um... I also think, you know, there's there's so many layers to Kamala's story. I feel like especially with this now, um, yeah. the idea that she was rushed to the top of the resurrection li- list because of the people that she knew, not it's because. Cyclops. Yeah, like yeah. that's the thing. It's like. You don't like that nepotism? I don't. I don't. Okay. Because cause, cause it's like the layer of um, a person of color needing help like it's like you don't they don't value you unless somebody else vouches for you you know it is that idea that's my that's my that's my thing that's my thing is that um they were like oh well these people were like petitioning you not because like we care it's because other people said that we should bring you back that's what that's what i was like "Mm, i don't like that 
I don't know. I don't know whether I view it in that respect. I do view it as like Krakoa has never said they won't play favorites. Krakoa resurrection protocol is always resurrect the most important people first. Yes. And then you'll get to like some blue skinned mutant guy who can turn like, like computers into snow cones or whatever. You know what I mean? Like who Mm -hmm. cares? Like he's going to be waiting a long time, but like the favorites get resurrected, which kind of helps Marvel editorial bring back the beloved characters. Cause yeah, I know. Um, Again, so tying back into the big things, I guess, because then we also have everything that happened on my panel. Again, that's the wild thing is like so much happened and we spent like X amount. Hey, get it. X amount. Did you read this, by the way? I did. I did. I did. I didn't read this until after this issue. Yeah. I was like, I, because I, I, I went through it and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll save it for later. And I never got to the, uh, for anyone out there listening and not watching, uh, the free comic book day issue called Uncanny Avengers because they're redoing the Unity Squad after mm-hmm. the Hellfire Gala, um, was technically a view Hi. into the future. Yeah, yep. but like it came out a couple months ago. Yeah. So like if you read that, you saw a couple months into the future of things that what? were going yeah. at the same yeah. time. Um, yeah. And you know, it was very smart because I was talking to one of my mutuals, King Lion, and uh, we were like, they needed to remove these characters. Like they wanted these characters like Captain Marvel, Thor, the Scarlet Witch at the Hellfire Gala, but they knew if they let them stay there, it wasn't going to work out because these characters would have made sure that like this didn't happen. Right. So um, it's like, yeah, y'all y'all know what's happened. Sinister definitely played played his cards right. He he waited until like he wait, made, waited to make sure he's like okay, all the mutant mutants are still here. So let's just traumatize Blue. Yeah. So so I mean we can go. So it starts off with a good couple panels talking about Kamala being a huh. mutant and and whatnot. Um but stereotypical what? So it's stereotypical Hellfire Gala, you know, it's like they're yeah. talking, you know, we got hints at what's gonna be happening in the upcoming God series, which I'm really excited for. I um, have no idea what's gonna ha- what's happening with this because we get introduced to two characters, Wynn and Dimitri. Yes. But and I have no idea. Well, what is I have no idea what Hickman has planned for gods. Oh, I absolutely don't really know either. It's just essentially going to be all the biggest, baddest, you know, supernatural, um, mystical, magical, powerful beings that you can think of, all tied in. Like they're all working together, basically. But um, not the gods that we know. They're yeah, all new things, yeah, right? Yeah. It's it's really hard to explain. I realize as I'm talking about it, I'm also really bad at explaining things. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. It's a series that I really am looking forward to enjoying. Um, but yeah, yeah we so we got like a little sprinkle of that with the whole conversation with magic. Um, we saw that you know Destiny and Mystique are having problems because you know you'll always have time to fight with your wife even if the world's ending. Yeah. We saw Bobby and his boyfriend. We got all of these. Are they couples. are they official? Are they official? Yeah, they're they're official. Yeah. Is Romeo, is, Romeo's not um the dream, no. Who's the, no, Somnus. He's not Somnus, right? No, he is not. I honestly do not remember. I feel bad because it's like, Romeo is a character, it's like he was created, I'm sorry, to be Bobby's boyfriend. Oh, he's an inhuman with empathic abilities. Yeah, exactly. It's like he was, cre- he was taken because 
he is he's he was made to be bobby's boyfriend that's the reality it's not like you know rogan gambit where like they have their own personalities he he is his character arc i'm sorry is being bobby's boyfriend which you know what that's i'd be fine like if i was just dazzler's girlfriend i'd be like that's cool you can just call me dazzler's girlfriend you don't need to remember my name yeah (laughs) r.i.p to my baby girl dazzler r.i.p to a lot Um, of people um yeah (laughs) so we we do get introduced by the way mystique is killing it with this outfit listen if they do host another hellfire gala next year I yeah. do plan on going. I'm going to get tickets this year. It sadly wasn't able to work out just because of my personal schedule, financial issues, the whole thing. But if they do it next year, I want to go with Mystique. I really do. Uh, you know, I, it's I like just, she came, she served, she left. She well, jumped she actually. If she died. She didn't die. She didn't die. She's we don't dead. know because we, we didn't see her body. It got swept yeah, up did. by the sea. So she could be, no, no, because it got swept up by the sea afterwards. Okay. All right. Well, I'm yeah, so, maybe she's not know, dead, but yeah. unless maybe she listen, faked her death. Listen, listen, unless I see just like like the whole body destroyed, I believe that they will come back. Kind of like what happened to Jubilee's body. Like so dark. Oof. Um by the way, there was no reason about... for it to be. It was gruesome. Sorry, you continue. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm just pointing out that whenever anyone brings up dating Mystique, they talk about Mystique changing into different people. Like I appreciate Mystique for who she is. Like she can yeah like, exactly. I want to be with her for real, like as her. You know exactly. That's again. That's why I love. Why does she need Destiny to change into and her together? Yeah, exactly. And that's again why I love her and Destiny together. Destiny doesn't care. Destiny literally sees her for who she is because she sees the past and the future and everything like that. I love them so much. I love them yeah. together so much um and you know that like yeah they were having trouble in paradise but it's okay it's it's well it's not okay but it is okay but it's everything will be okay eventually we still yeah. have mars so right well right? we do have mars but we don't, we don't know, know we don't know, we don't know exactly what's going on on mars because x-men yeah. red took place on mars that was last yeah. week i think so storms yes. over there like they in this specific issue like orcus knew that like all the heavy hitters were gone gone. like again that's avengers went to dc cyclops got taken to the treehouse rogue went to go um find captain america yeah so captain america was separate rogue was there storm and a couple others are on um on Araco. um and Mm -hmm. so they only waited until magneto was dead they took out two Omegas. They they took out Iceman with that like thing. I don't know what they did with him. I'm but pretty they melted sure it was like his. I soul. think it was like a mag, a magma or a supernova type of thing. Because I was talking, I feel like it was like a radiation, a magma, supernova. It's like a. It was definitely more than one. It was like a concoction, chemical. Yeah, it was it like was a melting serum. Of yeah. Sorts. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. They took him out, and then they took out Gene. Right. And like. Yes. And and so we would assume that at least for the time being, all these characters who are dead are going to stay dead until they yeah, that, get the resurrection that is my protocols one thing. back on, online. Okay, are the five alive still? I was a little confused. We don't see are them the dead. Five ali- well, yeah, they, they, they go got through, the, through the portal. But we don't know where their portal goes. Yes, that was my thing. I was like, okay, which 
you know, I'm like, okay, did they get pushed? I, because my thing is, I doubt that they are going to subject Hope to that death. That is my thing is that I bank on Hope Summers not being dead always. Um, because she has just established herself as a mainstay character for sure ever since her debut. Um, so I don't think she's dead, but I just want to, you know, they're scattered throughout the winds. I saw there was a map. I thought they were all, I thought they were going to get exiled to Mars. I, I thought that was a cool idea. I thought that's what they were doing. And then they didn't. (laughs) <laughs> and then they didn't you you think and they're going to the, to go in <laughs> no this whole thing was so wild they it, the kill the humans was... they kill the humans also like and they blamed it on the mutants they blamed it on the mutants. it was it was a beautifully disturbing orchestrated plan by mr sinister that's the only way i could describe it's it. not mr sinister it's well not Dr. mr Stasis. yes but in yeah you know what yeah. i mean yeah well because the island disappeared right because mother righteous took the island yeah yeah she which island she took one or the other there's two there's two islands on earth they said the atlantic island disappeared yeah because they're on the it's this is the thing i love the x-men universe i love how big it is now and i love the story that they've told with the entire house of x um but again explaining it to somebody or trying just trying to explain it in general can be like so hard because it's like yeah. if you ask me never ask me to summarize this whole saga for you because the reality is it's going to be a three-hour video with powerpoint presentation notes handouts files interactive games quizzes it's the, everything. It's the charlie day meme like <laughs> yes like, exactly yeah which again i i love i love this the entire build-up has been incredible i think this has been the krakoa saga has over the past couple of years it has been such so refreshing because for a while it felt yeah. like the x-men were just doing the same thing over and over again and yeah. they g- gave us something new and now the test is to see are you going to just go back into that formula after the end of this what is i am interested to see what is going to happen yes after the ha- the fall of x what is going to happen at the end of this at the end of that are we going to see are you going to go right back into the old formula and eventually we're going to get rebooted to the entire oh mutants are under persecution we're at are we going to go back into that formula or we get are you going to give us something different you know right that's what i want to know um i'm i'm like there's so much that happens in this that sets up the plot lines like there's so much everybody is scattered there could be like 10 years of content from this issue alone there can um let me find it i have a so essentially they put up a map of where everybody is in august of like where uh i found it online oh all all the Um, x titles coming out yes i am going no where what it is is it shows where everybody has been scattered essentially during the fall of x like where everybody is where we see people where they're going because we don't Uh we don't know um and for some reason it's not letting me airdrop this to my computer so i'm just gonna kind of attempt to read it so it shows us where everything is it says um you have x-men red they're on mars or eric erico Erico, I can never say yeah. it correctly, so I always uh, just say Mars. I always um, say um, Arako. Yeah, Arako. Th- that's what I said. Um, we know that Magic is currently in Vanaheim. That's where she is. Jean Grey, her whereabouts are unknown. X-Force, oh, so they're, they're scattering. Completely... 
yeah so they're scattered all across the globe uh x-men is in mykonis 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 yeah yeah Mykonis, yeah. By the um, way, the Lightkeeper, did you see the Lightkeeper and Jumbo yes. Carnation got together? Yes. I love that so much. And then they took them away from me. But we don't know where they where they ended up. So if they if they touch them, I swear to God. Yeah. Okay. Wolverine is in Utah. Um the the Avengers are in DC. Uh we where are have you finding this? I forget. I found it online. I found it. Um okay. I just saw this and I brought it. Um, but the interesting thing is that we have astonishing Iceman and he's in Antarctica. Yeah. So that yes. is the really, that's what I find really he's back interesting to life. So what so, happens? I think it definitely has something to do with his, you know, he has an element based power. Yeah. So I think something's going to happen where he gets resurrected in the ice because the ice is his element, his home, the entire right. thing. Right. I love Bobby as a character. So I'm really excited to see what happens. But again, they're all scattered to the winds. They, don't really know again we don't even know where x-force is technically it's a classified location um am mad because gambit and rogue are now far apart from each other and they don't know where the one other is i want mm -hmm. them to reunite as quickly as possible um because again xavier uh doesn't tell rogue at the end where where he sent everybody i realize he doesn't tell them no it's he tried to send him to mars but then they messed up the gateways orcus no 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 i mean like he tried to tell like where they teleported to he doesn't know where they teleported to oh yeah yeah, yeah. he doesn't yeah because well, orcus messed part... up the teleport yes yeah so um he they we don't know um well no they're in the they're in the original hellfire club that's where they are that's where they ended up right. at the end of the issue but yeah, yeah. rogue doesn't know that and i love rogue and gambit together so please find one another <laughs> again asap please i'm begging you i feel um, sorry for juggernaut I do too. That was my thing. There's a reason why Juggernaut is currently my little base. He wore yeah. a bow tie. Yeah. This man pulled out a whole bow tie for this event. Yeah. A bow tie. He was wearing a bow tie and everything, and he was going to become an X-Man, and I was so excited for him. I and was he was like, so I'm happy. They, I mean, the lineup was essential. It was Talon, Sync, it, Prodigy, Cannonball, Frenzy, Dazzler, Jubilee, and Juggernaut. He, By the way, most amount of People, people of, of color, color on an x-men team and, and then, then most amount of them dead so nimrod sorry to drop in he automatically kills dazzler he kills cannonball talon and sink get away prodigy gets burned alive uh jubilee um, or frenzy gets her head smashed in jubilee is half dead and the nimrod smashes her that was racially charged like you want to talk about racism that was some racism that I was mean, racially charged to the max all of uh, that uh, um yeah i i really want very long shot because everybody always forgets that tommy exists um everybody forgets that speed? yeah everybody forgets that he exists yeah kind of like how everybody forgets that pietro exists because um, yeah yeah gonna go on a whole rant about that also isn't but, it kind of isn't it kind of weird that Scarlet Witch's son has super speed and looks just like Pietro. 
It's because of genetics, okay? I, I know, but it also because, shut up, shut up, shut up. We don't we just, don't talk about we don't talk about the ultimate marvels or anything like I that. I know, so I know, I agree. Okay, it makes sense because technically she created them out of nothing. So she decided to make them look like her and her brother because her brother is very important to her, even though um we only see him for a little bit. Yada yada yada. Um anyway, yeah. I would love for Tommy to get to see I would love to see Tommy Tommy's reaction to seeing finding out that his boyfriend is dead. Because Tommy was at last year's Hellfire Gala. Oh, and Prodigy. Yeah, that's right. I forgot they were together. Dead. Yeah, and like last year, again, this boy is so traumatized because last year he was the one who found his mother's dead body and his brother couldn't be bothered to come down from space to talk about it. And now right. this year, his boyfriend is dead, apparently. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This was brutal and bloody and I did not see this coming. And Wilson I Fisk? Also, being on, like, the X-Men side is so weird. Listen, he... Listen, I will forgive him for abusing immigration laws. I will forgive him because of that, okay? He, he was he, a G. Yeah. He, this man abused immigration laws, but it is okay, because you know what? I, at the end of the day, I guess he did help out. Um, Where did Mary disappear to? I don't know. He keeps saying, where is she? Where is she? We don't know. And, like, we don't know. Again, um, I realized we didn't really, for those of you who are listening right now, Hellfire Gala went from being a fun, quirky little event to Nimrod and the rest of Orcus showing up to try and kill everybody. And they succeeded in The second in mutant killing... massacre, right? Is what they're yes. calling it? Yes. Um, yeah, so they proceeded to do that. And um, Jean, Jean did her best. She really did. She was able she to freeze almost, everybody. She almost won, like, one mm -hmm. shot solved it all. Yeah. And then Moira. And then fucking Moira. Up. Um, listen, I knew from the start of this whole X saga, she was going to be a problem. And in my head, I was like, Charles, Eric, Emma, everybody, just kill her. Just kill her already. Don't even think about it. She was a problem last year, too. And I'm like, just get her up. Just, I know you guys had a thing. Just KO her now and well now that she doesn't have the powers you can kill her so yeah exactly um so very much um she shows up she kills gene gene did have a very smart idea though having the idea of putting firestar into that is this, the wildest thing i wanted to talk about i okay that's my thing is i felt like it was already they had hinted to that before because she had such a reluctance last year to join the x-men team as well so seeing this um I thought it was really well thought out because the seeds were already kind of planted there. So it kind of made it, there was a way that she could also then very easily manipulate the minds of the other members of Orcus. I feel like because part of it was believable because she was very reluctant to become X-Men the entire time that she was one um, because of her own inner yeah. turmoil. And she's always been a Avengers first. Yes. With not much link to the mutant. Mm -hmm. you she know, definitely community. has a very big disconnect from the mutant community. So I think, to have her be the one to be the traitor was a really good idea. Well, pretend I, to be the traitor. Yeah, pretend to be the traitor. Yeah. Um, that was I thought that wild. Was yeah. yeah. Um, but a really great idea. Uh, poor Firestar, though, because Rogue, for those of you who don't know, when Rogue helps Professor X get away from all of this, she says, see you later, traitor. Um, next time... I hope that Firestar never sees Rogue again for a really long time because I know Rogue will go ham on her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
But like Firestar is the reluctant mole in Orcus now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But she she was she was kind of the, she was the perfect candidate because I feel like it wouldn't have been believable for Jubilee. It wouldn't have been believable for yeah. Talon. Um, so I think she really was like the perfect idea. She was the perfect candidate for it, and she was a believable candidate as well. Um, so they were smart when they did, when they chose her. They really were. Yeah. Um, and then of course, uh, you have Moira holds hostage all the humans who have taken the medicine because essentially they did what is what I like to call it. They did a Kingsman. Um, yeah. They did a Kingsman where the medicine was laced with a drug where once it was activated, they would go berserker and start killing things and they would start killing each other. And so that's how Charles is able to, and then Moira threatens him, um, which again, he's using, she's, they're exploiting his weakness because the only thing he loves more than his children is, is humans. He values human life to an unhealthy extent, to an unhealthy extent. He truly does. Um, and so it really is like, not everybody in the world has taken the medication first off, I will say like not everybody in the world. So no, it wouldn't be like the entirety of humanity is dying. This sounds so terrible as I'm saying this right now, um, but yeah. they exploit his kindness. They exploit his, like human him wanting to save humanity is his weakness. It always will be his greatest weakness. It will be. Um, uh, so that is definitely something, you know, they found out a way to exploit it and they made him control the mutants in the world to ensure that this i i i i don't view i don't view charles loving humans more than mutants yeah. only because i feel like he has a similar mindset to me not about this but yeah. charles wants to have his cake and eat it too yes and he will not he be told that he can only have one he wants yes. to have his cake and eat it too so when they're saying that, look, we'll keep the humans alive if you move to Mars, he's like, okay, check and check. Great. Yeah. They weren't saying that we will kill all the mutants. You yeah. gotta pick mutants or humans. He's mm -hmm. like, you know, so he's classic. Like he just wants to have his cake and eat it too. Just like yeah. I do. Like I, mm -hmm. it's very hard for me to be like, me, I'm like, let me work harder to have everything that like, you know, I don't have to choose. Uh, and I, like I think too. there's a good reason I feel like Magneto wasn't there because Magneto would have called this. Magneto would have called this if this was happening. He would have been like, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. Something's up. Right. So again, they definitely waited till the till the, the proper time to kill him. They did. I mean, all the all the, the key pieces were off world or dead, mm -hmm. right? That is true. Magneto, the... Storm. Think about all the Omega level mutants. They only had to take out two of them to be able to yeah to make this work you know mm -hmm. so. um yeah and then how they did it how they did it too was in the most jaw-dropping way possible i did not yeah. see because you know i knew that something was going to happen i knew because we knew that the fall of x was coming we knew that this was going to happen um yeah. but i did not expect nimrod to just show up and slam through right um we got to touch on a couple more books, uh, especially the other ones that you read this week uh, before we, yes. we wrap it up. People are going to be talking about this Hellfire Gallop for, this for a is, long time. This uh, is definitely not something that, um, yeah, this is not going away anytime soon. Um, the next couple books that are coming out are X-Men 25, which is next 
uh, next week, I think. And it's yes. with a ninja shadow cat, essentially. Kitty yes. is going full ninja. She has her training. She's trained as a ninja before under Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, Astonishing X, uh, Iceman, Astonishing Iceman, number one. Children of the Vault, number one. Ghost Rider Wolverine, Weapons of Vengeance, Alpha, number one. Immortal X-Men 14, Alpha Flight 1, Dark X-Men 1, Ghost Rider 17. Oh, that probably ties in Wolverine. Uh, Uncanny Avengers 1 and X-Men Red 14. And obviously a lot more after that, but that's yes. the next however many that are coming out. So, you know. Um, what were some of the other ones that you read? Uh, the other ones that I read were the Dead by Daylight comic that has been out. Um, if anybody is a Dead good? by Daylight, it has been okay. It has been okay. okay. It's, it reminds me of the Marvel DC Fortnite comics that all came out. Um, yeah. It really is. the Like, the reality is that this was a promotional comic. That's really what it was. It wasn't anything because, you know, they wanted to expand on the lore. Because Dead by Daylight, for those of you that don't know, it does have, like, some lore to it. It does, actually. It, but it wasn't really created for that. It really was more of a promotion because, like, inside you get a free promo code that you can use in the game. Um, so it, it really is just all right. It follows the story of a guy. It, it, it we can't really get into depth about it. We don't have much time. Yeah, about. exactly. It's like, I can't really, it's also a comic where it's just okay, essentially, where these four teenagers, they're all, you know, like they're all rebel teenagers. Um, they accidentally mess around with some stuff and then they accidentally release all of these demons onto their town that are like all these monsters that are coming to kill everybody. Um, again, it's, it's just okay. I'm reading it yeah. because it's a dead by daylight comic and I'm a dead by daylight reader and That's player fair. rather. That's really the reason why. Um, but night terrors is another one that I read and I have yeah. really been enjoying that. I really enjoyed John of the DC in general. Um, but I really like the idea of that we're delving into characters, biggest fears as well. I forgot to include that. I did also read the Harley Quinn one as oh, well. Okay. And I feel like this art style that they're doing for these series is very experimental. It's beautiful. I think that there's a lot of creative freedom, even just, um, the way that, uh, Sorry, the word for the comic bubbles. That's happening. Comic bubbles, the way that they're... There's a specific word for it that I'm forgetting right now, but even just the way the bubbles are drawn. Okay. For, uh, like, the speech bubbles lettering? are being drawn. Lettering? That's the word I was looking for. Okay. Even the lettering is being is experimental, and each page is something new. Um, And it has really just been, I feel like, told through the story of the art. That's what yeah. I feel like is the art is telling the story more than the words are. And I think that's, there's something always beautiful about that. You know, there really is. When Me. this, when this event got announced and as I, you know, have been reading it, uh, I have not been a fan because mostly mm-hmm. I, I, as something I brought up on a previous episode is I don't like dream sequences. I don't like, oh, nightmares, you're living in your head, psychic mm-hmm. vision kind of stuff. Like um, Har- that Harley Quinn episode on the cartoon where her, she goes into Bruce's mind. Remember that episode? Yeah. That already did it the best. Like, we yeah. don't need all that other stuff. That being said, mm-hmm. the Night Terror's main line has been, uh, it's two issues in, in the main story, mm-hmm. uh, has been cool because it's a Batman story without Batman. Like, yes. Batman's body, dead man's, like, mind, right? Like, his yeah. soul. So, that's been cool. And they brought in Sandman, Wesley Dodds, the, the Golden Age Sandman. And so, Love like, that. that's been cool. Um. And then a couple of these other tangential spinoff titles, mm-hmm. uh, Night Terror's Angel Breaker, I read because Angel Breaker has been a new 
uh, character that's uh, like a new original character that appeared like a year ago in Shadow yeah. War. Um, and I've yet to see a cosplay for her. Um, but I would love to see a cosplay for her. She has such a ridiculous outfit, but like she's a super assassin yeah. with a huge sword. You know, that one wasn't uh, that, that one wasn't bad. I, I definitely think there's a good and bad way to write the it was all just a dream thing, you know? Yeah. It is a very slippery slope that if you do not know how to write it correctly, it's going to be bad. That is my yeah. thing. Yeah. For sure. Like um, uh, the episode of Justice League where uh Dr. Um Dr. Uh uh dream, death dream uh who am I who am I thinking of? The guy with the skeleton mask. It's the other Yes, it, I know who you're talking about, but I'm forgetting the name. This is, I feel like, the most comic yeah. thing to say. It's like, I know who you're talking about, but I forget the name because there's so much information just jam-packed it's in my John brain. D. It's There's just so much going on in there. I can't remember yeah. the name, but I know who you're talking Dr. about. Destiny. I remember that. Dr. Destiny. And I remember the episode. Yes. Uh, that was a good episode, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Night Terror is the, the main line. Been pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Another... Uh, I just, I'm going to give like 10 second reviews on some of these other ones before we run out of time. She-Hulk, mm-hmm. continuously great series. Yes. It has She-Hulk a very 15 came out. You know? It is something that is continuously where it's like, I feel like it is a good read. I have to catch up on it. Um, But it's always like been, ever since it came out, it has been a steady good read that I know if I pick it up, it is going to be good. I'm not going to yeah. be disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 30. I've been talking shit on Amazing Spider-Man a lot. Um, It's, it's come back. Everybody in their, their cousin. It, it's coming back. I, I like I like where it's going right now. Yeah. I do, you know. Um, Batman, The Brave and the Bold, uh, number three, was really good. It had, like, a eight-page, ten-page story of this new villain called Mr. Baseball. It was just a really good story. Um, don't have much more to say other than that. Uh, Ultimate Invasion, number two. Uh, as a big Ultimate fan, um, and there are places where the ultimate universe kind of fell off of course but like ultimate invasion is really weird yeah and i'm very interested to see where it go it's going but it wasn't a bad issue it just lead it just i don't know uh, there's just a lot happening i'm I'm trying to figure it out you know um wolverine 35 really good wolverine Mm -hmm. uh dealing with bad evil beast has been you know really good uh no complaints there um and you know there's a couple other things that i that i read predator number five it was good if you like predator stuff that's good uh incredible hulk number two it was like whatever mm-hmm. uh and then that's pretty much it yeah i will say night terrors um i have been enjoying it because i was a, a very afraid that it was just going to be another let's delve back into bruce's trauma type of book yeah very happy that it's not because i can honestly say I love Bruce Wayne. I think he's a cool character. I'm sick and tired of seeing we get it. Mommy and daddy died type of thing. Yeah. You know, it's like you're. This That's is why I didn't like why... that one shot. Yeah. The the Batman one where he's yeah. like a young boy. It was just the Harley yeah. Quinn episode, but not yeah. as good. Yeah, exactly. It's like, listen, we get it. Your mom and dad died. So sorry about that. Um, Get over it. You can get married to Selena Kyle and still do crime. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think we went through everything that came out this week. Uh, yeah, and I'm so I'm so happy to have you uh, on the I'm show. I'm always happy to see you, dude. I always get so mad that I, you got to come a, down I'm, to Southern California, dude. Um, I let's may hit be some going comic to, shops down here, dude. 
I may be going to Disneyland in October, so I will hit you up for sure. Are you doing okay? the spooky, spooky Disney? Like the, I'm, we're, like the, my, ooh, Halloween, we're trying to, Halloween. we are trying to get tickets right now. My mm-hmm. mother and I. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. I go hang out with my mom. I live in my mom's basement. I actually live in my dad's basement. Are you <laughs> blink, blink twice if you need help. That was, I can't blink. That was wink, four listen. times. That was, yeah. you blinked four times. <laughs> So that means yes, I need help times two. Um, help times two. Okay. No, but it's always good to hang out with you, dude. I love talking yeah. about comics with you. Always. Yeah. Thank you for it's having nice. me. Like always, yeah. dude. Um, before we get going, where can people find you online? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Um, well, obviously, I'm gonna talk about the Hellfire Gala coming up. I have been recently starting to talk about more independent comic books. I feel like that's a genre that needs to be more explored. Um, always you guys can find me at Crybaby Blue on Instagram or on uh TikTok. That's what it's called on TikTok. Um, I keep saying that I'm gonna start Twitch and then I net always forget to actually stream what I'm playing. So we'll see if that ends up happening one day. We'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Um uh it's always great to have you on the show, Blue. Uh for anyone out there who's watching, definitely follow Blue. Uh for anyone who's listening, follow Blue. If you're watching us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the keeg show or youtube.com slash the keeg show. If you want our social media, it's at the keeg show pretty much anywhere. Uh TikTok and Instagram are two biggest social media platforms. Uh, but we're on everything else, threads and all that good stuff. Um, but at the Keeg Show or slash the Keeg Show, you can find us. Patreon.com slash the Keeg Show. Um, if you want to give back to the Keeg, uh, find a donation tier that works for you. A little subscription kind of thing. Um, or you listen to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Uh, for now, I know Stitcher is ending soon, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, Stitcher is ending um other than that uh we have uh shifted our schedule of shows a little bit um given the uh sag after strike and the wga strike um uh definitely go support those uh unions in whatever way you can we here are in solidarity uh with them and uh their fight to get uh, uh equitable equitable wages and uh support and benefits uh, other than that, uh, that's pretty much the gist of things. Um, yeah, we, we got Comic Talk every Thursday. We got the Keeg Talks every weekend. And uh, we got some new stuff maybe on the horizon for the Keeg. We shall see. Um, that's pretty much the gist of things. Thank you, Blue, so much for coming on. Uh, thank you, everybody else out there for watching and or listening. Once again, I'm your host, Demetri Pereira, and this has been Comic Talk. Uh, for all the comics that came out here on the week of July 27th, 2023. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Oh, my God. Super fast.